Welcome to Tales of an Outdoor Writer. I'm Mark Freeman, outdoor writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Medford, Oregon. Here, as we usually are, the upstairs bar at Four Daughters Irish Pub in downtown Medford, but don't have my regular partner in grind here, Jimmy Lush, you thought, but I got a great second fiddle here. Old buddy of mine, former Salt Lake Tribune outdoor writer, former host of Utah Bucket List on PBS, earned himself a little hardware, Brett Freeman. Hey Mark, how are you? I'm great, Brett. Thanks for uh, coming. So, well, you yeah. offered beer, so yeah, thought yeah. I'd better come. And steelhead. <laughs> well, that too. More importantly, obviously. So, uh, Brett and I go way back. Too far back to, <laughs> to acknowledge. We have uh, known each other, an outdoor writers association, for over 20 years. Yes. And uh, used to be, you know, every year we go to these conferences and we fish together somewhere, somewhere exotic. And uh, we do stories about each other, each other's paper. But uh, as you mentioned on the road, we've never actually fished with each other in our own home state. No, it's weird too, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's because we knew that we were always going to be going somewhere for the conference, and that you know travels around the country, and we we found places to get together and do it there. But um, even when you came to Salt Lake, we didn't get out. Yeah, no, not at all. Because you were all stressed out. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. You know, uh, we fished. We fished Louisiana together, we fished uh, New York, Virginia, Virginia. Oh, yeah. that's a great one. But uh, best trip though, by far, Alaska. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to, uh, you know, not recognize that as the number one trip. That was, you know, we put a lot of effort into planning that one, and um, I'm really excited about the different ways that we got to see Alaska. Uh, I wish we had more time than we actually did, but um, it was, uh, you know, uh, the different ways that we did experience that state were pretty awesome. Yeah, we were at this really trippy place outside of Fairbanks, Chena Hot Spring. Yep. And in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> it's, it's all the stuff half written in English and half in Japanese because it's either fishermen from the lower 48 or Japanese couples who want to conceive under the aurora borealis it's some kind of big deal yeah and then not you know don't forget about the hot springs yeah right? yeah that we kind of have those in there right one of my craziest memories about that mark was like listening to um I, like i woke up at, at two o'clock in the morning one day and i heard the singing voice and i'm like what what's going on and um i, I opened my window was open on my room a little bit and i looked out and there was a woman out there like singing a lullaby type of thing and I could not for the life of me figure out what she was doing but eventually I heard commotion on the other side of the other cabin and people started coming out of there and I realized that she was that was her way of announcing that the aurora borealis was visible that they could then come out and see it that was their little alarm clock <laughs> and so all these people filed out of the other side of the, the uh, motel type thing we were in and and headed out to check out the uh, the Aurora Borealis. The Aurora Borealis is this incredible light show uh, caused by um, sunspots uh, hitting the atmosphere close to the North Pole. It's beautiful, big, green, iridescent, chartreuse kind of patterns, almost look like spirits in the air. Oh, absolutely. That's a great way to phrase it, spirits in the air. And, like and, you know, they're attributed with a lot of power to overcome a lot of natural things. And obviously it was true for us because <laughs> that's where I was elected president of the Outdoor Writers Association yeah, kind of, of America. Well, okay, the maybe it's outdoor. not so true, but no, no, yeah, no, that was that was a, a wonderful trip. But you know, it's it's like a lot of things, just like all the stories you do. You know, the the stories after the conference is what much more interesting to us. Yeah. It was interesting to everybody. And this one, we ended up taking this trip to Judd Lake. It's this uh, 
lake connected to the ocean and it was in the midst of a end of its coho run through the lake and up through these other rivers and it was in the middle of the sockeye run yep. and dolly Varden's galore yeah so we we take the float plane up there out of anchorage but yeah. we take them we take the, the train ride from fairbanks to anchorage and that was so true it was i that was really seriously one of my favorite parts of the whole trip and that came really highly recommended from some friends that had been up there and uh, it was great. I really that day really stands out to me. Just being on the train and stopping in Denali, yeah. and seeing the doll sheep from yeah. the train and um, the, the fall foliage, yeah. and hanging with you and some of the other guys yeah. we were with. That was just that was really, it was really a great way to get between Anchorage and Fairbanks. Which um, people should know that we rode in a motorhome from yeah. Anchorage up to, to right, Fairbanks. Yeah. We so. stayed in a motorhome before this, and it was. <laughs> Uh, you, you can't even say this stuff on the internet. <laughs> but it's funny that uh, we, we take off and we go fishing, and then one of our buddies, Mark Taylor, takes the motor home to meet some other guys to go hunting. Right. He ends up going down to Cordova and gets stuck on the island in like, a storm for like, like three 17 weeks. days or something, right? Yeah. And he didn't he, get uh, to any of his hunts, and he couldn't leave. All his friends left, but he was stuck because the motor home was in his name. That's so right. he had to stay there. And he was stuck in this island with nothing to do, and the only internet, only attachment to life was his. He had a inter- little, little internet connection at some kind of like taco stand. It's like some taco yeah. stand in this abandoned <laughs> British double-decker bus. <laughs> I, yeah, that was, uh, and the, those are the great stories that you remember. Yeah, oh, when, when we flew in on that float plane and landed Jed Lake and got there, man, it's just gorgeous. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that Tordillo Mountain Lodge was uh, just an epic place. You know, they do the, the skiing and the winter as well they, they call it corn and kings right where yeah. they do it um, in the summer they they take you up on the glacier to ski in the morning when it's still the snow is still a little bit cold and then they bring you down and you fish for king salmon um, during the day on the college and man that that uh, you know for me a lot of people dream of Alaska and they think of like off the coast fishing for big yeah, halibut right. and salmon and stuff I don't know for me it was there was something I, I think I was about 10 I picked up a Outdoor Life or Film Stream or something, and somebody had written a story about interior fishing for rainbows and dollies, and and that to me became what I wanted to do when I went to Alaska. And boy, did we do it! <laughs> yeah, well, and we met some really cool people there. You know, it was Corey Luma, yeah, and Sarah Menzies. They were filming this uh, these videographers, and they've since become pretty famous. This dark trip was yeah. six years ago. Yeah, Corey's got a big shot production up in Alaska now, and Sarah is just she's this. Cranked out some international international stuff, documentary. Yeah. She does great thing on um, the Afghan women's bicycle team. It's really really oh, good. Yeah, she won is. a lot of awards. Yeah. Well, I was helping them first day. I was helping them do some stuff, and you, and know, you ended up in half the material. <laughs> <laughs> so we're filming me catching all these skulls in front of the yeah, rocks, yeah. and we did this over the shoulder shot. Right. Where I hooked one up, and you can see my hand up on top. They play that on Trout TV like every weekend, oh every Saturday. It's that's like, funny. Hey, that. Familiar. Yeah, and that was in the um, the fly fishing film tour too. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, that was yeah. epic. That was cool. Yeah, no, and to think that we helped them, all of us helped move a hot tub, right? Mm. <laughs> that was brutal. That was crazy. So they had this uh, uh, fire heated, wood burning, yeah. fire heated hot tub that they wanted to move and build a deck. And if I remember correctly, we moved the hot tub one morning before we went out fishing. Um, and it set it in the middle of like their, the grass in front of the, the lodge. And then we got on the helicopter uh-huh. and went fishing. And we came back 
I think the guy had built the deck while we were gone. Yeah. And we moved it back. Yeah. And we sat in it that, that <laughs> yeah. the next yeah. night, right? Yeah. It, was, uh, it was crazy. This, this helifishing was awesome. We'd, we'd you know, get up in the morning, have breakfast, and we'd get in these helicopters. And this guy, these bush pods, fly us in, you know, drop us on these gravel bars. And right at the time, we were landing this first one. It's like, he's landing on this gravel bar. Like, I think I wrote it was like the size of a chiclet. <laughs> or cheese the size of a cheese. Yeah. It was so tiny. And he just put the, the, the runners on the, on the sand. Nothing else touched the sand, and we got out. And remember, we stepped out of the thing, and the first thing we stepped next to was this huge, huge grizz trap, yeah, big trap. brown bear trap. Yeah, and I remember um, the owner or the lodge manager, Mike, telling us, um, "Oh, we got some good bears around here, but you know what? The interior grizzlies are, are the ones you need to watch out for because they're pissed off that they don't get uh, all the sand yeah. that their uh, right. cousins do on the coast. They're not yeah, the big so, brown bears. So technically, these were brown bears." Now, right. the difference between brown bears and grizzly bears is the proximity of the ocean. Right. So either their genetics are the same, but their diets are completely different. So the brown bears are way, way bigger. Yeah. They have much smaller hibernation time. And uh, they get all that grizzlies, protein. They yeah. get all that stuff. And the weather yeah. is so much better on the coast. That was pretty much, um, you know, one of the things I expected to see when we got to um, Alaska was, and but when we flew up to the headwaters of Talchalina Creek, that dumps into Judd, Judd Lake, um, was seeing those the piles of um, sockeye with their heads yeah. eaten off, yeah. their stomachs, yeah. the eggs gone. You know, yeah, that was kind of crazy uh, experience to you know. And think you know when we were floating down that river, every time we came around the corner, I kept uh, thinking we're gonna just come across something. You know, and that's the thing about one of the things that I always I'll never forget about you. So, so, <laughs> so, so part of this deal is. Is, is we got to help this guy who owns, runs the joint clear this uh, river between two two lakes up there, including the lake that he's on. Uh, we found out after we did it that it was to make way for the Great American Race. These guys were coming the following week, and they were going to race from one, you know, through the Alaskan wilderness from one lake to the other, and it hadn't been cleared in six years. I said, you know how to, tell, you know how to rope drift boat? I'm like, yeah, I can drift boat. He's like, yeah, I go to home. Can you run class three? I'm like, sure. He's like, all right. You up for some adventure tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. So, so we're gonna clear this this six mile river between these two lakes, <laughs> and it hadn't been cleared or flowed in six years. So he knows there's a ton of blowdown in there, uh, but we had no idea how much. So we're gonna so we get in these helicopters. We have these fold up little boats, like tiny little, like a kayak with oars that mounted. Oh God! Oar locks. And the oar locks were yeah, and the, the tiny <laughs> oars, and you you can't roll them like your hands parallel. Right, right. This has to be worn over the toes. Man, I'll slam my hands on that thing. So we helicopter and we put these boats together and it's just bears everywhere you can smell them mm -hmm. and i'll never forget this because you <laughs> you've got two cans of bear spray and which the helicopter pilot didn't like very much you're that's right. <laughs> you can't be in you can't in carry that in here <laughs> but there's bears everywhere so what do you do you remember what you did not specifically all you did was sing taylor swift songs oh okay i do remember that now oh what was it Call me maybe. No, that's not Taylor Swift. Oh, oh whatever. Whoever. Harley Ray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know the funny Sing thing it. about that whole thing. No, I don't. Really, I'll leave the U.S. Olympic swim team to that. Um, the the thing that was interesting to me about that is that when we got on the float plane to fly out of there, it was a fishing trip. I realized I hadn't seen a bear mm. at all in a while, and I realized that this was probably my last chance. And when we were flying out, I was scouring the ground. I'm like. Where's one? Where's one? I gotta see one. And then I was super disappointed that we had not seen one. But so we started this thing, and you know, and the lead guy, Mike Overcast, 
guy who runs this, this lodge, he's got this uh, chainsaw with a six-foot bar <laughs> on it, and he's got this forty-five strapped to his chest. Yeah. And we're like, man, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was that. We thought we were going to fish, but um, there was after that first spot, we thought, man, we got to make sure we get out of here. Yeah. And there were trees everywhere, and we cut dozens and dozens of trees. Yeah. And he'd stick that bar, that chainsaw, five feet underwater, and he'd shoot the sawdust Every and water yeah, all yeah. over the place. And then we'd... Which I love because it was like the greatest bear bell in the world, right? Yeah. Like the bears knew we were in town. Well, you were the greatest <laughs> bear bell in the world. You screaming... Call me maybe was just oh my god yeah and we yeah it took us all day but we made it through we'd, we'd have to push the logs away and someone we had to scramble over we, we didn't quite know why if i remember correctly I, that was my it was my birthday for sure i'm thinking it was my 44th maybe my 45th uh birthday and um i can't think of a birthday that i've had more of an adventure than that i we were in the middle of nowhere alaska um and it was just right where I needed to be at that time. Yeah. It was uh, just, I was, was in an amazing place with, with some great people doing something I love so much. And, you know, we we did kind of hustle to get down because it turned out to be a little more a than grind. we thought. But we ended up at our favorite spot right at the, where the water, where the creek dumps into the Judd yeah. Lake and where we lined up in our usual formation and <laughs> four anglers in a row. And there were many times when all four of us were hooked up with the dolly. Oh, God, the dollies were so much fun. They, they slide in under the uh, spawning sockeyes and eat all the eggs. Yeah. And some of the big ones, they would just nose right up. It's, it's like it was a suckling little baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I read, actually, one of the guys with us got underwater footage of them yeah. bumping yeah. the bottom of this, the sockeye to get the eggs to drop out. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, oh, yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was, and then we every once in a while, Hook or one of the sockeye. I had a couple takes. Try to <laughs> add a couple reel on a five. Did you break a rod? No, I didn't. But I thought Somebody I was going to. Bill did. Bill did. Bill, yeah. Bill Klein from Patagonia. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, what a great. That was so. Thing. And we went back and Tommy Moe, the skier, is a co-owner of this lodge, <laughs> and he's got the uh, shot ski, which shot is ski. one of his downhill skis <laughs> with a bunch of shot glasses uh, glued, glued to, to it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So we had your birthday shot yeah, on the shot that's ski. That's right. I still got that picture. That oh was yeah. Great. Oh my gosh, what yeah, memories. That so that's what it's fun. all about, you know, I mean, uh, the outdoors is, is, that's the special place where we're supposed to go and do that stuff. And, and you know, you think back about it, you don't rarely think about the fish that we caught. It was just kind of like, it's like the last thing we talked about was the fish that we caught. It was, it was just, an experience. It was just awesome. The adventure to get there and be there and the feeling of where we were. Yeah. I, I just, it's really hard to equal that. That's one of the, the great things about, about these trips that we take is that we all go, go get to experience just totally different kind of fishing, totally yeah. different outdoor experiences that we have in our own home state. Right. And like now that we're done, we're wrapping up this podcast, I'm going to take you still at this. Well, I am so stoked for that. I mean, well, finally, right? <laughs> right, are, right. It's about time now. So I'll, I'll expect to see you soon in Utah. I hit the Green River and uh, take you on a float. That would um, be great. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's special what these places uh, mean to us as individuals uh -huh. and as collectively as, as a, you know, as a people and as people who appreciate that so much. Uh, we hope we can uh, get that across too. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all we got for you today. If you like what you hear, share with a friend. If you don't, share with your enemies. Or better off, come on down to Fort Otters and buy us a beer. And if not, uh, we'll see you outside.